Lord and Heavenly Father. Thank you, Father God. For this beautiful study, Father God, about your love that cannot be contained inside. Lord, if truly the love for God is in us, it needs to bubble out. It needs to ooze out. And if that is not happening, then we have the love of God, but not the love for God. Lord, I pray, Father God, for your presence, Lord, to be amongst our midst. And Lord, your word, Father God, to touch, Father, each one of our hearts, each one of our mind, Father God, that, Lord, do we really have the love for God? Or is there anything else stopping me to keep the God to me itself and not to share with others? Lord, I pray, Father God, that your presence and your words will touch our hearts and mind and open our hearts to you, Father God, and make us to do the necessary changes, Lord, that we need to do, Father. I pray all of this in your precious name. Amen. So, what Christ is talking about in this topic, that we can keep God's love to ourselves, he's saying that we need to do something about the love that we have for God. He's not talking about the action part, but he's talking something more deeper about it. So if we are keeping God's love to ourselves, then we are cosmetic Christians. So it is saying that if we are not sharing God's love, if we are not bringing out God's love out in our characters, in our attitudes, in our action, then we are just a skin-level Christian, a skin-deep Christian, and we are cosmetic Christians. So, more focusing on the action and not on the character. That is what cosmetic Christians do. I want to do, 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 do. I want to be doing something, going here, doing that. You know, it might be all good work, but it is about doing outward things and it is not developing the character of Christ, the attitude of Christ, the mind of Christ in us. And those people are called cosmetic Christians, skin deep Christians. So the active love will only, when you actively love Christ, actively your character keeps changing, keeps changing. Each and every day, you don't find yourselves where you are where you are today, tomorrow, because you have the active love for Christ, because you have the strong pursuit for Christ. And you will become an imitator of Christ. And you will, nobody has to ask you anything. They can see you in the twinkle of the sparkles of your eyes. They can see you in your attitude. They can see you in your actions. And nothing, nobody can put the cap over the light that is burning in your life because you have the active love for God. And you can keep, you can contain that love inside. In today's world, when we look around in our American society, because of surplus of wealth, if you look carefully, 
there are plenty of good samaritans who are not christians and this subject can keep god's love to ourselves it's not about doing things it is not about a good samaritan role that is not what it is about because in today's world the non christians they are doing above and beyond what christians are doing in good work they can do the action part very well like us or even better than us they are doing but the main point i want to share is that through this study is that they can do good work on the outside but they cannot develop the godly character of christ in them god has given us that privilege and high calling to be like him not talk and upset people saying they will go to hell if they don't believe in christ but he is asking us to let the light shine through us into other people's life so the question is is my lamp shining brighter or is there any burnt out wick that needs to be trimmed because it is hindering in my illumination is there any sin that needs to be nipped that is hindering in my illumination is that what is causing me not to bubble out for christ or i know god loves me i know the love of god or is it you are missing the love for god and that is what is causing me to keep god's love to myself i heard recently of a business owner who as a seeker had employed scores of christians in his com- company he watched them like a hawk you know i was naturally drawn to god by observing christian workers who were conscious and kind and thorough and aggressive on their job he said but i'll tell you what really impressed me one day a guy who i knew to be a fresh convert asked if he could see me after work i agreed to meet with him but later in the day i started to worry that this young religious man might be coming to try to convert me too i was surprised when he came in my office with his hand ha- with his head hanging low and said to me sir i'll only take a few minutes but i'm here to ask for forgiveness over the years i worked for you i've done what a lot of other employees do like borrowing a few company products here and there and i've taken some extra supplies i i have abused telephone privileges and i have cheated the time clock now and then but i became a christian a few months ago and it's real in gratitude for what christ has done for me and in obedience to him i want to make amends to you and the company for the wrongs i have done so could we figure out a way to do that if you have to fire me for what i have done i will understand i deserve it or if you want to dock my pay do whatever to figure you figure the things out whatever is appropriate if you want to give me some extra work to do on my own time that would be okay too i just want to make things right with god and between us and they worked things out and the business owner said that this conversation made a spiritual impact on him than anything else ever had it was the single most impressive demonstration of true christianity he had ever witnessed what was it that made this new believer not to be a cosmetic christian not to be a skin deep christian was it a clever new gospel presentation he was doing here no 
people who are investigating Christianity don't expect perfection from Christians. What they hope is to find someone with the courage to confess, to share who they were and who they are, and to share their downfalls and not if if it was not for the grace of God, I would have been doomed. That is what the world is looking for. They are not attracted towards a cosmetic Christian. They are not attracted towards a skin-deep Christian. They want to see Christians with character, Christians with attitude, Christians who can illuminate the presence of their Savior in their life, who can illuminate the Christian character, the Christ-like character in their life. And it is not about only the action part of a good Samaritan of doing things, it is about character. Matthew chapter 5 verse 13 to 16 says, You are the salt of the earth, but what good if, is salt if it has lost its flavor? Can you make it useful again? It will be thrown out and trampled under food as worthless. You are the light of the world, like a city on a mountain, glowing in the night for all to see. Don't hide your light under a basket. Instead, put it on a stand and let it shine for all. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly father. Why will they praise the heavenly father? Because they are seeing the characters of the heavenly father in you. Because they are seeing the heart of the heavenly father in you. Because they are seeing the eyes of the heavenly father in you. Because they are seeing the compassion of the Heavenly Father in you. And when they see that in you, they will praise the Heavenly Father. He is telling us through this verse that the attitudes and action of each of his followers either draw people towards a relationship with God or push them further away. So Jesus' message with his people then and now is to live in a way that would draw people towards the Father. So how we conduct our daily lives has implications that reach all the way into eternity. One of the commentary for this, uh, uh, when I was doing the study the, for this verse, it's, it reads like this. If Christians are lacking in qualities, they are useless to Christ. If Christians are lacking in qualities, they are useless to Christ. There should be a flavor of Christ-likeness, a sparkle of joy and unselfishness that is immensely attractive. So I sent you the whole list of the verses of one another. So when you really have the love for God, how will you behave with one another? And that is also stated in Leviticus chapter 19. If you read that, it says, Do not steal, do not lie, do not deceive one another, do not swear falsely by my name, and so profane the name of your God. I am the Lord. Do not defraud your neighbor or rob him. Do not hold back the wages of a hired man overnight. Do not curse the deaf or put a stumbling block in the front of the blind, but fear your God. I am the Lord. Do not pervert justice. Do not show partiality to, to the poor or favoritism to the great. But judge your neighbor fairly. Do not go about spreading slander among your people. Do not do anything that endangers your neighbor's life. 
i am the lord do not hate your brother in your heart rebuke your neighbor uh, neighbor frankly so you will not share in his guilt do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against one of your people so who is your neighbor it is your physical neighbor it is your friends it is your acquaintance it is anyone who god brings in your life and this verse says they are the ones who are not cosmetic christians those who draw lost people towards christ who have an active love for christ who are not cosmetic christians who are not skin deep christians who are willing to radiate christ likeness through their life you and i are called to be a fragrant aroma for those around us our love for god should bubble out from us people should not ask what's that smell they should ask what's that fragrance cologne or perfume is a very wonderful invention it helps us smell nice and pretty even when we are not nice and pretty however what happens to perfume after a while of wearing it it starts to fade and wear off not only does it happens to perfume but too many times in our christian lives as well we let the world and things in the world pull and drag us down and in the process the pleasing aroma of christ in our lives sometimes gets worn off and if it if we let it continue in our lives it will keep us from being a fragrant offering to christ the result we will end up being a cosmetic christian a skin level deep christian and the love of god you know but the love for god will be a question in your life you can say all that you know about christ that how much you know about the love of god but they can sense you do not have the love for god we have so many opportunities to be an example of christ like behavior and we blow it most of the time god desire to see his children become like him in the way they make decision the way they speak to each other the way they act when no one is around and the way they share his word in each of this area there is plenty of opportunity for us to succeed but there is equal opportunity for us to fail too and fail miserably as well we have to be on the lookout for these areas in our lives where we can where we will fall this means we have to know ourselves know our weakness and more importantly know our strengths we think that the enemy will attack on our weakness and we never uh, keep it in our mind that the enemy can attack our strongest point also we can be prideful in our walk as a christian and we can belittle others so quickly because we have a strong with the lord so we have to be careful with our weakness as well as with our strengths to demonstrate the power of costly christianity in his transition from atheism to christianity lee strobel shares the story of ron bronski ronnie had been a member of one of the street gangs in chicago a rival gang had beaten up his brother so ronnie decided that he was going to get even One night he had gotten a pistol and waited for Gary the guy who had been responsible for his brother's beating when Gary came out of the building with a few other gang members Ronnie came up behind them eldest gang name and pulled the trigger the gun just clicked the gang members turned around and Ronnie pulled the trigger again this time a shot was fired into the air the members of the gang began to run off in different directions 
Rani ran off in hot pursuit of Gary. He shot another shot that caught Gary in the back. And Rani walked up to Gary, turned him over, and putting the gun to his head, pulled, pulled the trigger once more. This time, the gun locked up. He dropped the gun and ran. Rani knew now he had to get out of town. So he packed up his girlfriend and they left that night for Portland, Oregon. This is a true story. If you read his book, you will uh, know why he has written this. In Portland, Ronnie got a job where several contagious Christians surrounded him, where several Christians who were on fire for the Lord surrounded him, who had an active love for Christ surrounded him. And over time, he made a commitment to Christ and Ronnie began to transform. Ronnie became a model member of his church. He became a model member for the community, but something deep inside continued to, to be nagging at his soul. Ronnie knew that although he has been restored in his relationship with God, he had not been restored to the society. There was still a warrant out for his arrest for attempted murder. And although the Chicago police had discontinued looking for Ron Bronsky a long time ago and were probably glad that he was out of town where he could have stayed and lived without ever being caught, he knew what he had to do. He could have stayed there in Portland, Oregon. But because now he's a Christian, something inside him, he felt, was not right. He kissed his wife and children. He took a little bit of hard-earned money and hopped on a train to Chicago to turn himself in. He knew that he was looking at a very good possibility of jail time for up to 20 years. Lee Strobel, still an atheist at the time, was assigned to the criminal courts building by the Chicago Tribune. He was used to hearing people who are obviously guilty, trying to exploit the system, trying to find any loophole, loophole to get out of the responsibility for the crime they committed. And into that scene walks Ronnie and he tells the judge, I did it. I'm guilty because not only did I shoot him, I was trying to kill him, but I have become a Christian since. And now I realize that what I did was wrong. I'm sorry for what I did. Lee Strobel's assessment, he says, this drew me towards Christ. To see someone so convinced of their faith that they were willing to be faithful, even when, we, when it meant up to 20 years in prisons, prison made a remarkable impact and showed him that Ronnie's, Ronnie's faith was for real. That is when Lee Strobel started to pursue Christ. So we read in Matthew words that you are like a lamp. You are like a city on a hill that is called to shine brighter for him. So what is your testimony for the Lord? The issue is not whether we have a testimony, but rather what kind we have. Our testimony is either one that is visible, vibrant, and valuable, or it is the one that is invisible, insensible, and invaluable. So what kind of light are you shining for Christ? We keep wanting to do something, and God keeps wanting us to become something. 
it is not about doing it is about becoming jesus wants to internalize our relationship with god it is a transformation of the heart mind and attitude the issue is in character in the old testament the law was something written on stone tablets it was something you did your relationship with god was based on performance obeying the law of god was your duty but in the new testament the law is written on your heart it becomes something you want to do not what you are obligated to do it becomes a love relationship with god and it changes you forever you become a different person you are changed from the inside out and the focus is about the interior life it is not about what you do it is about your thoughts your motives your desires your intentions your agendas and that is what god looks for us in each one of us if you have the love for god and he wants us to see whether our love for god because of the law for god we are willing to let go of all the other things that is not pleasing to him the beautiful verse we have in our this week's prayer sheet is 2 king 7 chapter 7 3 to 9 now there were four men with leprosy sitting at the entrance of the city gates why should we sit here waiting to die they asked each other we will starve if we stay here and we will starve if we go back into the city so we might as well go out and surrender to the aramean army if they let us live so much the better but if they kill us we would have died anyway so that evening they went out to the camp of arameans but no one was there for the lord has caused the whole army of aram to hear the clatter of speeding chariots and the galloping of horses and the sounds of a great army approaching the king of israel has hired the hittites and egyptians to attack the israelites so they panicked and fled into the night abandoning their tents horses donkeys and everything else and they fled for their lives because they thought the hittites and egyptians were coming to attack them when the lepers arrived at the edge of the camp they went into one of one tent after another eating drinking wine and carrying out silver and gold and clothing hiding it finally they said to each other this is not right this is such a good news we are not sharing it with anyone if we wait until morning some terrible calamity will certainly fall upon us come on let's go back and tell the people at the palace syria had surrounded samaria and as a result there was a great famine in the city people were starving and some were even killing their children and eating them and there were four lepers sitting outside the city gates they had reached a point of desperation they were not allowed to go inside they knew that if they stayed there and did nothing that they would starve so they decided to just go and surrender to the aramean army when they arrived at the camp they found that the lord had caused the army to hear noises of chariots and they had fled for their lives the lepers found plenty of food and silver and gold and clothing and finally they said to each other this is not right this is such a great news and we are not sharing with anyone they had they had it all and then they realized that the city was starving to death and that's right and that's not right though they mistreated them and even though they cast them out as lepers they felt it is not right to keep the good news so they are going there with the conviction to go and share about the food and everything they found there
you might be dissatisfied with somebody. Somebody would have wronged you. But that does not matter. Listen what the lepers did. They could have taken it all. After all, how had they been treated by the city? In spite of that, they cared for one another. We might be sometimes treated by the world very badly. We need to be, as these lepers were, to be concerned about those around us. Why? Because if they don't get saved one day, they will spend, spend eternity somewhere else, which is not a pleasant place. They said to each other, we are not doing right. This is a day of good news and we are keeping it to ourselves. Tragically, that's what many of us who belong to Jesus Christ do day after day. We keep feasting on the Jesus banquet, filling up with more and more blessings while never telling the spiritual starving people we know about our Jesus Christ. We can imagine one day without Jesus and they have never had one day with him. But we are here feasting at his table and without him, they have no chance of being in heaven with you and me. So God is trying to open your eyes to the life or death emergency that is right in front of us. He is putting us in the scene where you could have, where you could save some lives, where you could rescue some spiritually dying people. As in, you may feel that I'm not prepared for this, I'm inadequate for that. But you are the one Jesus has placed in their lives and you are the one he's calling to go and share his love to others. He wants you not to keep the love that he has showered upon you to yourselves. He wants you to be that lamp that shines. He wants you to be that person who has a religion that can be seen, a Christ whom they can sense. He wants you to shine for him. He wants you to be a vessel that will bubble for Christ. A vessel that is more focused on the character and attitude of a Christian. A vessel that will not be a cosmetic Christian. That will not be a skin deep Christian. But a vessel who will love him actively. And who will go and share his love to others. Lord and Heavenly Father. Lord, as your children, Lord. Make us, Lord, to be prisoners of your love, Father God. Lord, make us, Lord, to be a prisoners, be captivated by your love, Father God. Help us, Lord, not to lose sight, Father God. Lord, give us the wisdom to trim out, Lord, the burnt wicks, Father God, that is still dangling there, Father God, that is stopping us from eliminating your presence to others, Father God. Lord, help us, Lord, not to be focusing on the all the action part, Father God. But to focus on the inward, Lord, the character, the attitudes, Father God. Which, Lord, others can see and praise you, Father. Help us, Lord, to be a vessel, Lord, that will carry the character of you, Father God, the love of you, Father God. Lord, the compassion of you, Father God, the mercy of you, Father God, the grace of you, Father God. If anybody, Lord, hits us, Father God, with their words or with their attitudes or with their look, help us to be the people who will pray for them, Father God, who will be there for one another, who will love one another, who will not hold grudge against one another, Father God, who will honor one another, Father God. Help us, Lord, to be, to be 
captivated by your love father god lord who will not be prideful towards one another father god who will be a vessel that will live in peace with one another father god be kind to one another lord will be quick to forgive one another father god and will be the one who bears with one another and bears one another's burden father god comfort one another lord care for one another father god who will not try to paint a picture of righteous people father god help us lord to be that people father god who will lord be there to build one another at the same time lord have the courage to go and speak to them when we see something wrong father god not because to show them that we are righteous no because we love them give us the humility father god to wash one another sweet father god i pray father god help us lord to be the prisoners of your love help us to love you like no other father god and draw us father god to you lord in a way father that we will bubble for you father god lord we will ooze out your love and compassion and mercy and grace for others father god and we will be like the lepers father god who, who will not be feasting at your table every day and not sharing food with others father help us to lord see people around us father and help us not to be satisfied in the love of god but overflow in the love for god lord i pray all of this in the mighty and matchless name of jesus christ i pray amen